Well, here we go. A rare doubleheader here on the Turin Giants podcast. And we are so happy to welcome back our first lady of the Turin Giants podcast, Mina Rizuki. Say hello, my dear. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. And you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. And alongside of her from Canada, Montreal, our Canadian son, Sam. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much, man. Listen, we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're coping. We're coping with what happened yesterday. We're, uh, we're going to have Stuff. a little chat about it. I don't know. There's, uh, there's no one else I'd rather speak about this issue with than Mina because in the past few months of all the guests we've had on, we've had a bunch of people on who I've enjoyed speaking to, but Mina in particular is, um, is I think especially good at pinpointing like the reality of the situation, which is that it's not, <laughs> it's not necessarily down to one, uh, one specific issue that can be rectified right away. And just like with the flip of a switch, um, you know, just correct it overnight. So I'm looking forward to discussing that with her. And with that, yes, I mean, sir. we're getting right into it right away. I know we, I know we, uh, we spoke to, or you spoke to Ralph before, and I guess we're, uh, we're already kind of like midway through the pod by the time people are listening to this. So I don't see why we don't get right into this right now. And, uh, I think, I think I'll post this part first. Okay. Uh, I don't want to, okay, I don't cool. want to disrespect our guests like this. What's that? Sorry. What did Rav say about all of this? I'm sure you'll tell me now. Uh, we're just upset. I think, I think we, we did the Q and a and kind of get, <laughs> get people the, the therapy that they needed, get, you know, the much needed therapy for the listeners, but with you, it will be more constructive because you tweeted, yeah, I, you tweeted why I was angry at Allegri yesterday and I did my best. I listen, I always say I am just, a, just super lucky to have this podcast. I know so little, please don't hold me to it, but uh, I, I do want you to express um, your opinion. So I'll go back to the tweet. First of all, Mina, how can people follow you? Uh, yeah, I'm Mina Rizuki on Twitter and on Instagram. I don't know if I have anything else, but yeah. They're trying to make me set up TikTok. I'm really bad with the stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the older we get, the, the, these it's just getting more and more difficult to to keep up with all of these. Even Instagram is just full time work now with the reels and the what. Come on, so that's why I'm I'm happy with our old school uh, uh, podcast and and here we go. So let's get back uh, to the game. I, I like the reels, man. I like the reels. I'm, I'm trying to you're, you're a younger it. generation, man. Yeah. Follow, follow us. Follow. I keep, I always say follow us, follow me, follow me on Twitter at cultural podcast. Follow me on Instagram at cultural podcast, posting reels from the, uh, from the pod. People always listen to the fucking reels that I post and they think that it's not even a podcast about football, which to be fair, it's, it is less and less, <laughs> but, but whatever. Um, so no, funny. I, I have, I have fun with it. But I'm gonna definitely follow you now. <laughs> I respect. Definitely, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely follow you back, Mina. But um, um, before the podcast, Sam is like, "Hey, can you plug in my podcast?" I'm like, "I will forget." Guess what? I did forget. I apologize. I, 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 told, I told you. I told you. I told you. I would. I would shamelessly uh, plug in myself if you forgot. So no worries, there, buddy. there, no there, there it is. There it is. That Check I love it out reels, if, like. so if there's someone out there doing reels, then I'm so into it. Let's go. Respect. Yeah. You, no. Um, you you but, do good work, buddy. Thank you. But look, so, so look, if we're going to be doing this out the gate um, and this will be the first thing people listen to, we can get right into it. And Farhad, while you pull that tweet up, I did want to ask me a question. Let's get right into it. Right. Brutal game yesterday. Right. Um, three, no result is, is, is very ugly on paper in practice. Um, I, I mean, it, I think it makes, it makes sense that 
we would have had to throw a lot of guys forward the last 10 minutes of the game. And the third goal happens, you know, kind of as a result of the fact that we expose ourselves to counterattacks, but it looks really bad on paper. It, it does. There's no taking away from the fact that it's one that, you know, um, rival fans are going to laugh at for a little while now. And <laughs> I think more importantly, um, aside from the fact that in isolation, the three nil is bad on paper. Um, it do not say we played well for issue. 75. No, no, do no. Not say not, we we're, played on, for on, 75 minutes. We're not there. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. I was just going to say what's even more troubling is the fact that for the fourth consecutive year, we've gone out at, um, the quarterfinal or round of 16 to a team that when the draw happened, we thought we could beat. Now, Mina, I don't know what you think the biggest issue is. I, but from what I understand, from what I saw you tweet out yesterday, which is all I really have to go off of here. It seems like you're kind of in the same camp as me and as a few other people who I've agreed with, which is that, um, it's much larger than any one specific issue. A lot of people are mad that Allegri didn't make, you know, the right subs at the right time or whatever. And as a result, they're kind of attributing the whole thing to him and are saying that we don't look good on the ball and that we, you know, we, 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 we pass it around like a merry-go-round and aren't direct. Okay. But it seems to, it seems to me that people's only solution in, in some camps is that the coach needs to go. He's not the same coach as he was. And we need to start. Sam, Sam, we'll, again. We'll, we'll hit all those points, buddy. We'll, well, we'll hit all those having, points. Let me, having let me... said all that, what Mina, do you think is your biggest, what's your biggest takeaway from all this? Cause I feel like you don't think it's just an issue of coaching and that you think it's bigger than that. No, it's definitely bigger than that. I don't, I don't get the drama behind this. I feel like people have like lost their mind over this and it's like outcry. And I think I'm disappointed with that. Most of all, because I'm like, this is, you know what? I just feel that we have this, this whole thing with Italian football where everything is zero to hero, you know, like it's always, it's always either a crisis or like magnificent or brilliant. And, and it just keeps coming and going. So no one is really allowed to develop. I mean, when Jurgen Klopp came in to Liverpool and it was at that time, they were just picking up, he finished eighth in his first year. And then the second one, he finished fourth. And then he slowly started to push for the title. And then he managed to win the title and then won the champion. Like it, it, these things are slowly and it's by adding the right players and not doing it all in one go and being really upset if we don't get all our transfer deals through. We have talked at so much on this podcast. We've talked on other, other, you know, on Twitter, whatever it was, that really grave mistakes have been made on the transfer market. Like bringing Rabio and Ramsey and handing them 7 million each as if we were a club that was living in, in, in Abramovich's era. Like, I don't know what we were thinking, you know? And, and going for this whole thing of, yeah, we want to be youthful. We no longer want to rely on sort of like boring old bargain buys, you know, your Vidal's, your Marquisios. Let's go and get Ronaldo and let's see whether we can get De Ligt. And And that's great. But it came at sort of the hindrance of creating a team. Instead, we had, you know, average players surrounded by superstars. And obviously, we've started to realize that we've made mistakes. You know, Paratici was sent away. And luckily for us, he came through and bought two of our players that we had to sacrifice because we needed money to buy Vlaovic. There's been corporate errors. There's been errors in letting Beppe Marotta go because he didn't want to spend the money. He was, when he left in Italy, as we, we said it at the time, he was the last adult to leave. And so what remained was children. 
because he was the guy who'd be like, no, listen, we're getting carried away here. We have to build slowly. It's step by step. It's not Ronaldo, Delirte, and forget about everything else. It's about slowly opening different avenues, slowly looking to see where we can grow as a team. And that is the only way. I'm sorry, but look, look how long it's taken Milan. They tried buying lots of players. They were absolutely rubbish. You know, it is about sticking with the coach that you have, whoever that coach is. I don't care if it's Pirlo, whoever it was, stick with it. And then try to slowly change the market according to that guy. But you can't go from playing, you know, the kind of football that Allegri played with. Then you bring Sadi because you know what? You're just bored with that football, right? And you've got Ronaldo and you wanted to win the Champions League. So let's just change and let's go for a coach that plays really attacking football. Not provide him with any type of player that helps in that. And, and all the types of players that don't know how to press high up the pitch. So now we have to change everything in a team that had an average age of 29. And then, okay. Allegri said, you know what? Not Allegri, sorry. Agnelli said, you know what? I read in the papers that everyone said my team is really old. So Pirlo comes along and then they change the team. They start bringing in Kulusevsky and Chiesa and Weston McKenney and they lower the average age and then think to themselves, okay, well, now we are. Now we work and we can do it, you know? And there were great performances like against Barcelona. But there was also a lot of chaotic performances where Gazetta, incidentally, the same writer who today wrote about the lack of a game of Juventus, because, you know, it's so basic, said that Pirlo's Juventus only played basic, didn't know how to play basic football, only complex football, and so they don't understand the fundamentals. So what do you want? You want the fundamentals to be done well, or do you want to play exciting football where you can see 10 goals? There are so, we don't have enough on-the-ball players, enough left-footed players, enough right-footed players. There's no actual balance all over the team, and it takes more than one transfer market to fix these problems. You can't just, you know, it's great to bring Vlaovic. It's great to get rid of Ramsey, hopefully, and I'm sure he's coming back, you know. But we need a longer time to get over all the mistakes we've done. And I don't know why it's all being hurled at Allegri. Did he thrill us on his way to the Champions League final 2015, where I swear to you, I think I fell asleep against Monaco and I was there for that match? Like, what was that game? It was so dull to watch. And and, and what, what was it interesting when we played 160 minutes of rubbish football against Spurs, but Pa- but Paolo Dybala and Gonzalo Guain, really Guain came through and got two goals and you know, an assist for Dybala. It, this is what we do with Allegri. It is dull, but we get the fundamentals right. And then you start building. He built a good squad. In 2017, he said to Allegri, uh, Agnelli, I've done everything you've asked for. I have done the most that I can do with the squad, but I can't have Lamina on the bench when they can introduce Asensio, Morata, uh, you know, Gareth Bale, whoever you want. I need better players. And I don't want stars. I want midfielders. He said, I want midfielders. That was all he ever cared about. He wanted a rhombus midfield. He wanted Isco. He wanted on-the-ball players. What did they do? They decided to buy him Matuidu, who is not an on-the-ball player. Great off-the-ball player, not an on-the-ball player. Ronaldo, you know, and it's just, these are not the guys that he has wanted. Okay, so you get rid of him. You bring in Sadi. Buy a player for him that knows how to play his football. Slowly starting to, you can't go two styles. There's no cohesion. And so it's going to take a long time to right those wrongs. And it doesn't start with, Allegri started with Ronaldo in his first game. Then they replaced him, obviously, with Moise Keane. And then it's, uh, who is it? It was Morata and Dybala that were injured when Chelsea came to visit us. And then now Morata is playing, but there's no Keza, there's no Dybala, there's no Kulisevsky. Now it's Vlaovic. And somehow somebody said to me, there are no triangles. We don't try triangles. Is, is that how we win games? Like we have to play triangles. Do, do people even understand tactical football? Like, is it like, how do we get to goal? 
There's no Bonucci. There's no midfield director. At least before, when you can blog Pjanic, you have Bonucci behind you who at least can understand what a pass is. Right now, you've got Arthur playing rugby, like Capello says. Every pass is backwards or to the sides. And then Don't get me started. Who has no idea what Arthur's doing, so can't even help out. And Rabiot is just nonsense. He is absolute nonsense. What his God only knows what this man is doing to find himself playing for France and Juventus. But God loves me, him. Mina, Mina, I, I, this is you're you're spot on with everything. But we're talking about 90 minutes yesterday that were given to Allegri and his squad to get one goal and sit back. You, you get one goal with a deadly striker that you have in Vlaovic. And then, and then you can think about, and then you can crash out quarterfinals with this squad with three season in uh, season ending injuries. Give us that. Do not lose three zero at home to Villarreal, like you said, who's going what twelfth in 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 La Liga right now. Granted, no, no, you did tell me. So 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 you told me yesterday. Can I ask why I'm okay. angry? Me why why me? Yeah, angry at Allegri. I said because. Urgency doesn't exist with this coach. You, if you score within the first 20 minutes, then you can play your Allegri ball. I'm just angry that I knew, and I'm sure I'm, you know, I'm not banging my chest here. I knew many, many people who've seen this Juve in the last five years knew what's coming. Minute 35, seeing how they played, it was, no, it was not a surprise that somebody would F up Rugani. Just happens to be the guy who got got subbed after that penalty, which is yeah, that's uh, harsh, harsh. But but you know, had it deserved or not, um, and it doesn't help that in Juventus Stadium you have to sit without a cover, You're just sitting there yeah. in your own shame, wallowing in your own shame. It, you know, you showed intensity for the first five ten minutes, which I you know I, I was making notes during the game. Okay, this is fine. We're we're but then but then minute twenty, minute twenty five, and just like okay, there's no plan. There's no plan. The plan is maybe something will happen and maybe we will pounce and, and, and make that, mis- you know, wait for their mistake. You have Vlaovic pushing these guys around, but there's no forward pass. Like you mentioned, Arthur, uh, we were talking with Rav. Arthur looks like the, the cat that's chasing its own tail, you know, 180 degrees back and forth. And then what does he do? Back pass, side pass, Cuadrado. I don't know what happened to Cuadrado. No, I don't know what happened to that guy who who would stream forward and, and leave the defenders in the dust. All of a sudden, he's given pack pack. You you have to agree that some of it is on a like uh, is on Allegri who didn't prepare his team. Granted, young team um, of you know most of the players are sitting on the on the bench. You have to say something to them, right? Who, don't who you agree? Is on the bench. Who is on the bench? Let's discuss this. I just, okay. I don't mind you going for it. Like, as in, I'm, I'm, you know, ripped Allegri apart. It's not like he's my husband, for goodness sakes. Yeah. But I want to understand what the evidence provided is that shows mm-hmm. me that you would have done things differently. Villarreal is a side that has kept 12 clean sheets. It's a side that rocked Atalanta to its core when Atalanta had all the, their players available to them. This is the side that has consistently shut down and successfully shut down their defense in face of Real Madrid, who hasn't managed a single goal against them this year. They are a side that out Juve Juve. I mean, he is Allegri, but he has the same strategy as Allegri. 
My issue is people are saying Allegri doesn't play to win. He sits back and defends and then hopes something happens. Okay, and you hate that, right? So why did Villarreal win that? And everyone's applauding Villarreal for doing exactly the same thing Allegri does. Because okay, they, they actually did something. They actually did go for it on counterattacks. So 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 the subs, you're you're talking about players who are sitting on the on the bench. Tell me if there will be if there would be a difference of Dybala coming on on the 65th minute as opposed to 80th minute. Is he okay, going to get more that. injured? Or is it will he get more tired in 15 minutes? Why is he warming up for 15 minutes, get the crowd pumped, and then and then nothing? Then 80th minute. Oh, Which player can turn a game around in 10 minutes? Granted, there's been super subs. You can, I'm sure you can see a YouTube compilation of uh, players scoring winning goals. Oliver Birhoff was my first one in 1996, uh, Euro final. Then what, what, what does he do for, for 10 minutes? You know what I mean? My problem is the urgency, lack of urgency. But this is people just say urgency, but it's just not, you don't just get really pumped up and then you score goals. That's not how it works. Inter had all the urgency in the world and they've managed 75 shots in, in the group stages and they got only eight goals. It, it, it doesn't work like that. It's not like you just try harder. It is about trying to find players that can do different things. And unfortunately, Juventus doesn't have them at the moment. What they really needed right now is Keza, somebody who can take a player on and, and at least create space with you or pull it back, or a player who is good between the lines. I agree with you, maybe Dybala, but Dybala needs to start a game. He is not a super sub. He's never been that guy that, for me, changes everything. And secondly, Allegri came out in his pre-match conference and said the guy has no minutes. Imagine, let's say, Dybala does something and gets a goal and it's the 65th minute and now we're going into extra time. You think the guy can play extra time because we have no one else to bring off the bench? It was Mattia Perin, it was Ponsolio, it was um, Chiellini. So who are we going to bring off? Who's going to replace these guys? The I'm problem is... You have to think about all these things, right? So show me how Allegri got this wrong and I'll say to you, okay, because I can't see what he could have brought off the bench that would have changed anything. It's not playing triangles that you try out. Vlaovic has been there for a month. It's been a month. And we've loaded this guy with so many expectations. But it takes time. Zidane needed a year at Juventus before he became Zidane. It takes well, time to integrate. Vlaovic, sorry to interrupt, but Vlaovic also scored a first-minute goal. Why? Because Danilo fed him the ball. What? I, we're just right now, there's a video trending on, on Twitter of um, Pjanic dropping dimes into, into the box and somebody is bound, is bound to get one of those balls. And who's better to do it than Vlaovic? Why can't Allegri? Honest question. Again, no expert, dumb Juve fan asking you, why can't um, Allegri talk to, to Arthur? Hey, come here. Come here, buddy. Listen, feed them the balls. Why can't he tell uh, um, Cuadrado? Do one of your world-class crosses. Somebody will catch it. Morata will feed it to Vlaovic, who's a poacher, who, who, can, who can finish. Why, why are we doing this back and forth with the, these passes? By minute 35, I was going nuts with these passes. Farad, Farad, Farad. That went nowhere. Farad, the answer to your questions, respectively, are in the case of, in the case of Artur, Why does he not lob balls in in the middle like a regista might do, like you would hope a deep-lying midfielder would do? It was very simple. Villarreal understood that they were probably going to have to score goals on the counterattack and sat back, and they had a bunch of guys in the box or holding the offside line. They, they almost had 10 guys behind the ball at points in the second half. In most of the game, they had mo most of the team behind the ball. So lobbing a ball in and hoping that 
Vlaovic wins it with three guys around him is tough. Okay. So but it's, it's not, better it's than next, nothing, but, but well, it's better it, than I, doing no, nothing. No, no, it's not because you give up the ball and you expose yourself to a counterattack. And then I, and then if I can say, the, and then the second point, Quadrado, listen, he's 33. He'll be 34 this year. At some point, the legs go. I mean, I haven't seen evidence of that happening to the point that he's like falling apart totally physically as a footballer. He's had good moments this year, but it's not the first time that we've seen him kind of, um, you know, take part in the slower pace of a game and not try to step it up a little bit. He's not Federico Chiesa, who I agree with Mina is a guy we would have definitely benefited from, you know, maybe you bring Bernardeschi off the bench, but he's not as good. He's not as good at doing that as, as Federico Chiesa. He's just not, it's just, it's just a fact. Bernardeschi tends to slow the play down a little bit. And again, and, and the problem is the problem is that I think a lot of people are mad that uh, Allegri didn't do the bold thing or the feel good thing. Um, or frankly, the thing that I find a lot of people um, hope for, um, which is something that kind of fits a nice narrative. And that is bring on like Fabio Miretti. Well, what do you think that's going to achieve when you need a goal in a champions league tie, you're going to bring on how old is he? 18, 19. Like, it, listen, if he comes on and he scores, it's great. It's a fairy tale, but what are the odds of that? But, but, my, but my point is, sorry, Mina, I'll, Mina's, Mina, Mina, we'll, we'll let, we'll let Mina uh, speak next. My point is, so they didn't do, they didn't throw the kitchen sink. And they still lost 3-0. So what's the harm in just going for it and losing that way? Because I'd rather lose. I think they did go for it, though. I mean, when no, they, they conceded, no, when, they we conceded a goal, when, we, when we conceded a goal, well, hold on. There was, it's a question. I'm of talking eight. before then. I'm ta- that was too late. That was too late. Halftime, you should have said, this ain't working, dudes. We, we, we can't. We, 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 have to, we have to go for it. We have to um, take the players on. As soon as... <laughs> Rabio Quadrado. If you if you look at the if you look at the game again, there's zero desire, zero passion to 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 send Deschilio, who had acres of space in front of him. There's zero um, desire to just scare the yeah. opponent. You Did lull you them the to death. Do, do you watch the Coppa Italia between Juventus and Fiorentina? All the Did games are all pretty mixed up, but yeah, I'm, I'm that was sure. that was that was the one with the own goal. Remember from yeah. from when when uh, Fiorentina the, scored their own goal. Yes, it was they last. Threw, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, they threw the entire kitchen sink at Juventus. I mean, I don't think there was a thing that they didn't try to do. They left two men at the back. At one point, there was only one man at the back. They tried going through the wings. They tried going through the middle. They tried crosses. They tried through balls. Uh, you. What do you do? You, you, you yell at them for not being more intense or did Juventus just do a really good job defensively and then manage to take their chances? What did Barcelona when Inter won the treble and they went down to 10 men and were facing Barcelona? And that Barcelona was stacked with Iniesta and with, you know, Messi. If you're a good defense, you shut down the spaces, you study your opponent. And if your opponent isn't one that naturally necessarily has been playing together for very long or has very intelligent midfielders that can actually pull a player out of out of his position or have a dribbler that can create space on the wing, then what you create is just more defending and you, and they've got it. Like it's, it is impossible to succeed against a team that defends very well. That's the whole point of, of Italian football back in the day. It was, if you defend, then you should never concede a mistake. Villarreal did it perfectly. And I am, is the king of doing that. And, and, and we have to, at one point say it's a, 
yeah, it's not a great attack. There's only Morata and and Vlaovic, and they're not exactly guys that are, have the creative touch. There isn't a player before them that can deliver a defense splitting pass or one over the ball because there was no space to even do the one from far, to do the Bonucci straight pass or a diagonal. There is nothing. There is no even... There is literally no way to do it. I mean, I think that you could have tried to maybe put like your best passes through the middle and try to go and very fast through the middle and then go out wide. But again, we're doing a lot of things that are just not something that they have trained for because here's the thing with Allegri. It's been going well for him in 2022. He has more points than everyone in Serie A. I mean, right now, the guy won his Champions League group stage. He managed a goal instantly. So for him, he's thinking to himself, the goal will come. We just have to make sure that we're calm under pressure because what Juventus want against Leon and Porto was calm under pressure. That's an investment for the future as well. This team needs to understand how to think clearly. And it is a very young squad. And maybe it's so, annoying how much he tells them to do that. But it's So you don't blame him at all? No, there's, it's there's... not like I don't blame him. But I, I honestly say to you, I don't mind if you want to blame him for his game tactics against, I don't know, Empoli in the first round or against Hellas Verona in the first round, you know, when we were losing these matches and I was like, what's wrong with you? Try something else. There was options. There was people. I don't know what the guy could have done with Perrin and Chiellini on, on the bench. And that is what he does. His superpower, Ancelotti's superpower are their substitutions. You know, look at just against PSG. It was stuck. They couldn't get through PSG's defense. And so what did they need? They had players off the bench that can speed up play or Camavinga or somebody. Juventus, unfortunately, had no bench because they have nine absences. And so I think that you're saying, you know, let's play Dybala. I mean, God, you would think this guy's the second coming of Messi. Come on. Like, as in maybe he would have made the difference. Mina's so angry when she'll never come back. But he's so injury prone and there's a fear of playing him. And then unfortunately, he does manage to pull off a world, or not unfortunately. And then he has to last for the whole extra time. Like there's all these thoughts that go into someone's face. So I'm not saying to you that the guy isn't, you know, he's, it's dull. It's really dull to watch. But I also think at the same time that people need to be a little bit patient because Ariva Bene is great right now. You know, I, I, I love the stance that they're taking on a corporate level of we're not going to give silly money away. Like, you know, even Vlaovic, we like you, but it's 7 million and it's not a penny more. You know, I like that it's, you know, they wanted to do a clause for Dybala and his contract renewal about how many appearances he makes. I think that's a step forward. I think Locatelli is a step forward. Vlaovic is a step forward. Zakaria is a step forward. When we have all of those players together, and if the football is still as horrendous as it is, and Rabiot being chosen over the world's greatest midfielders, then I'll tell you, hell yes, dismiss the guy, you know? But right now, with what they have, I can honestly see, and, and people say he's outdated, but explain to me how Villarreal is so, is so advanced in their tactical and intelligence and, and defensive football doesn't work. Well, Benvica, Villarreal and Atletico Madrid proved you all wrong. They defeated the most attacking teams. And, and where's Manchester City? Why haven't they been winning consistently with all their attacking play? It was Chelsea and their brilliant events. Or that PSG or PSG. And, you know, and, you know, two and, and, to their credit, Villarreal, again, Villarreal stuck it to us in the way that we tried to stick it to them. Exactly. Um, frankly, f- frankly, honestly, I think the way that we play in European competition, which is, I think, for the past decade, you could say, um, one that benefits us when we're the underdog. I think that's why um, the run to the final in 2015 was allowed to happen. I think it's why the run to the final in 2017 was allowed to happen is because when we played um, very imposing sides, very intimidating sides, 
we sat back and nobody faulted us for it. But when you do that against Villarreal, it doesn't work, right? People say, why are you not? People say, Farhad, what you're saying, which is, why don't you stick it to them? Well, the fact of the matter is, Villarreal kind of looks at Juventus as an imposing figure and thinks, well, we have to absorb it, particularly under Emery, because as you said, Mina, he's had a fair amount of success doing that. Listen, Villarreal are getting a good amount of praise in the Spanish papers today and with good reason. It's not, I mean, they're not talking about how Juve capitulated. Um, I they mean, won that, the Europa League. So, so, no, no, I, I hear you. They're no slouches. And they, they listen, they, they did well to get out of a tough group in the um, Champions League uh, this year. So, listen, I, I think we have the benefit of hindsight. So it's easy to say the players should have been roaring out you know, out of the, uh, out of the tunnel for the second half, but Farhad realistically, man, no manager when a game is nil, nil is throwing water bottles in the dressing room when his team have dominated the ball and created more opportunities in the opposition. He's going to say more of the same. It's coming or something along those lines. So I understand See, how you might that's, be upset. That's the kind of attitude. That's the kind of attitude that I can't stand because like I said, you, but you also to me, have to, uh, but, but, but bro, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you chime in. In, in. in Anfield, how did Klopp win? What did they do? Did they go all out? Went into, got a goal. They buried down the hatches. Well, but, but, and, and here's the thing, Farhad, if they had gone um, balls to the wall, pedal to the metal, right out of the gate in the second half and gotten countered in the 50th minute, then I think we would have gotten a more exciting game, perhaps, because sure. we would have had to go for it. But if it didn't work out, then we would be, I mean, we, Naive. people would be criticizing Allegri. Uh, but by my point, but my point is that you go balls to the wall. You go balls to the wall first 15 minutes. That's you, insane you though. You get that That's monkey insane. off your back, you score, and then you sit back because you have a depleted squad. You don't, you don't let it stay. You don't let it linger. You don't, you don't let your... Terrible tactics go on for 75 minutes and then Rugani Fs up. But if Rugani fucks tactics? up, at least it's one. But because there was no tactic. Term. It's a vague term. There mm. were, but there, there were tactics. No, it's, it's, there, a, it's there a team weren't. with there wide play. No, Farad, it's a team with wide men who tried putting balls into the box. I mean, that's what Deshilio, all Deshilio does. You know, Deshilio's not going to burn a guy. Deshilio's going to get the ball, he's going to have his head up. And if there's an opportunity, he's not going to do it right away. He's going to take half a second and he's going to he send He burned across. a couple of guys yesterday. He, he did fine. The, I, the least problem I have is with the shield. That's incidental. No, I, I know. I'm just saying, but I, I, I'm not criticizing the shield. I'm just saying he is who he is. He plays the way he plays. And if you're going to start him in a match like that, you know what the tactic is. You know what the idea is. The idea is you get it to him and you try to put the ball in the box. That's it. It's not. Listen, I, if you want to be mad about the fact that Juve don't play the way that Pep Guardiola's sides play you could say Pep Guardiola's Man City but you could say pretty much any Pep Guardiola team you're putting ever. words in my mouth I never yeah. said that I just no. needed a little no, intensity just let just 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 let just, let, just let me finish I'm saying I'm saying one could say that it would be nice if Allegri like Guardiola does would try to micromanage players to the point that he wants them in certain positions on the field at certain moments of time of time it kind of like Conte does as well he does it to a different effect but Conte is very um imposing in terms of how he wants his players to play. He's very specific with it. Um, you know, if you, if that's the type of guy you want, they exist, but I don't necessarily think that it's always conducive to success. It's just a way that 
I think allows fans to feel better because they're like, well, at least the guy has a plan. At least we have an identity. And but what's okay. more important, right? People, people talk about Allegri and, and, and the comments I get is, my God, we're defending against Spezia. It was Inter against Spezia. They scored a goal and they played a 4-5-1. A 4-5-1 against Spezia. I mean, who on, in their right mind would be that defensive against that side? Which means this is what Conte does. And that for me, that for me isn't Champions League football. And that's when, and, and, and for the life of me, I'll never understand this adoration that there is for Antonio Conte and Allegri gets chucked under the, the, the bus, bus all the time. So again, I want to talk about attacking football. What is it? Like, how can we get there? What can we do with this team to try to, to move up? And, and this is the strategies involved. You need either fullbacks that stretch you apart. Like if you had a Teo Hernandez and you had, I don't know, Ashraf Hakimi, let's say, which a lot of teams do have attacking fullbacks. Like when we had Alexandro and, and obviously Dani Alves, then you stretch teams apart, you put them high up, and then you allow your, your guy in the middle to make insertions through or to have or direct the ball. But right now we have no avenues because we don't have fullbacks that can do more than maybe a cross. Cuadrado is being overworked to do everything. And, and frankly, I don't think he makes the right decision. So I'm not a fan of Cuadrado. You know, I, I feel like there are so many times that Vlaovic told him where he wants the ball and he never, ever listened to Vlaovic. Not once yesterday. He's not the highest mm. IQ player. He's no, not. I mean, he, nope. He's just not. I mean, he's so frustrating to watch. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no Arthur who, who keeps the ball when it's good or quick releases. Actually, Zachary is the only player we have of a quick release. So then, you know, this is how you do it. You either stretch them wide and then create gaps through the middle that you can exploit through insertions, or you have a guy who holds it up, but you've got 10 players in the box. You've got Vlavic and Morata surrounded by three each. There is no player that's good enough on the ball to work in tight spaces to create something. There is no Andrea Pirlo who, who knows how to dictate the tempo, to know when to accelerate, to know when it's not. The players are not good enough in midfield. So for me to ask Allegri for triangles and all these things that people are talking about because they read them on a tactical blog is is no of no understanding. So because so I, I know you I know you don't have much time and I want to respect your time. One of the questions that keeps you know popping up in, in the thread for, for the podcast, Mina, people wanted to know what kind of changes you you uh, you know you're the you're the right hand woman of uh Agnelli. What kind of changes do you make over the summer? And you mentioned the management, and I do love the new approach. I do love Kerubini, Ariva Bene, our daddies. I love what they're doing. Uh, there's a clear plan, finally. And I mentioned with Rav that they do want to bring in the midfielder. What kind of changes do you make for the next summer? Personally, I think that we need fullbacks that can penetrate. Um, and I think we need somebody who is a director in midfield, we need a Brozovic, a player of that quality, of that ilk, or a, a Luka Modric, or any Croatian, my God, at this point in time, you know, even give me Kovacic, you know. I think Jorginho is a little bit too old, so I don't necessarily would like to go there. Verratti is a very different director, but we need a director in the middle of the park that can work with Locatelli, who shows a level of intelligence. I don't think it's Arthur. He's not People a director, though. Locatelli is definitely not a director, right? No, in, in the but somebody who can play with Locatelli to allow mm-hmm. him to be a mezzala because he's mm-hmm. so vertical, Locatelli, when he wants to be. And we need that. We need a player who can control tempo and a player that can be vertical. Um, frankly speaking, I would get rid of Rabio instantly within my... I wouldn't even think about it twice. And I, I think we need to change the conditioning coach. There's a reason why Juventus reached three Champions League finals. There was Ventroni, there was Antonio Pintus. 
Pintus was the guy who was with Zinedine Zidane when they won three Champions Leagues in a row at Real Madrid. He's the guy Inter bought in last season, sorry, two seasons ago, and helped Conte build this team. Fitness and allowing teams and players to be available because it's just unheard of with the amount of absences that Juventus have had. Brozovic didn't play over the weekend. I was like, well, that's why they drew to Torino. So we understand, you know, that's one player missing. Juventus have had to do without so many and they already didn't have a clear plan to begin with. So we need someone who works on the conditioning side of things. We need to have a firmer hand in contracts and make sure that we're not paying ridiculous money. And I'm glad that we are going in that way. I think we need fullbacks. I think we need a midfield director. And I, I think we need, uh, well, I think right now we've got Chiesa, Blaovic, Morata. It's up to you what you want to do with Morata. He can be fantastic or sometimes he can be disappointing. He's not your well, leader. But I I'm need curious to see. Him. I'm curious to see what you want to do with Dybala. It depends because what you want. For me, I'd give him five million. I don't even think he's worth seven. I, the guy misses every game. This is supposed to be his peak. And when he comes on, Honestly speaking, if there was 10 minutes left and you knew Chiesa was on the bench or you knew Dybala was on the bench, who are you going to go for? You have 10 minutes. Who do you go for? Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm searching something. Sam, do you want to take this one? I don't know about Paulo Dybala. I'm, I'm, I mean, to answer your question, like, Mina, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it's... it's he doesn't if, make if, the difference. It takes if, ages if to see what he's doing. If you if you're gonna present the binary option like that, I mean, look, it's it, it, at that point. I don't know. Look, I I I agree with you. I'm in agreement that I think Paulo Dybala just generally is is a mixed bag. It's strange. He has, um, he has a lot of it. Well, that's undeniable. But I think the problem is that we haven't seen it in the same way that you might expect or hope to see it from someone um, with that kind of talent who consistently plays at the top, 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 top level, you know? Uh, and I know he doesn't play like Lewandowski. He's not that type of player, but if you consider, I don't know, just, just compare guys who have kind of cemented themselves as, um, you know, blue chip attacking players in world football. Um, Lewandowski is one of them who comes to mind. I don't see Paulo Dybala as having the intangibles to get to that level, or maybe they are tangible. It could just be as simple as him not being healthy as often as he should be. But I really do think it's just the intangibles of when he plays, he doesn't seem to get into the same positions. And again, different players, different physical attributes. I understand that not even the same, uh, not even the same type of player. I'm just picking Lewandowski as a, as a random example. First guy that came into my head, but I don't know that Paulo Dybala has quite what it takes to be. You have the leadership. Is he, you know, I want Kalinis, I want Vlaovic, I want a guy that is that are desperate. I want Kaiser who's like, you know what, just give me the ball, I'll deal with it. You know, I want that level because you do need that as well. That's the difference between Chelsea and Manchester City. Manchester City had a beautiful plan. Chelsea had the leadership to say, you know what, just give me the damn ball. And I need that kind of thing because we had it last year with Buffon. We had it with Kalini. We have it with Keza. We have it with Vlaovic as well. It's going to grow. So we need to add to that. We need to make this a team that is willing to die. Not Arthur, who's like, you know what? Didn't work out in Barcelona. I, actually, I want to go to Arsenal now. I'm done. You know, like he, if he has a slight cramp, Chiche, he says to Chiche in Brazil, national team, you know what? I don't want to play. You have a slight cramp. You can play. No, I don't want to play. I don't want to hurt myself more. This is not the kind of guy I want at Juventus, frankly speaking. So he, here's Locatelli, but what happened with him in Locatelli? Nothing. He didn't work out. I would also here's say, what I, sorry, here's sorry, sorry, hold on, Sam. Hold on, Sam. Okay. okay here's okay. what I wanted to bring up. Um, Dybala has played a total of 190 minutes on the pitch out of a possible 720 in the last four seasons in the Champions League knockout games. 
75 minutes against Ajax, 100 minutes against Lyon, zero minutes against Porto, 12 minutes against Villarreal. So it's like uh, he breaks also, down later in the season, you know, over time. Uh, something. Dybala played a total of 147 minutes against Atletico Madrid in the round of 16 in 2019. So he's played a total of 337 minutes out of a possible 900 in four seasons in the Champions League. Like you, like you said, those are... Holy shit. Those are the, the later games where he's just just made of glass and we love Dybala. Well, you know, but, but here's the thing. I think just moreover, just if you look at how he actually plays, this is kind of going to build on the point I was making, but I also want to kind of just circle back to something Mina said, which is that he's not necessarily the guy. He's not necessarily someone who's going to be like, you know what, just give me the damn ball and he's not going to be the catalyst. I, I think he can be a sporadic one. I think he would probably be better served in the side. And right now that isn't UA given the money he's asking for and, what it would entail, which is if we give him the money he's asking for, he's the guy. But I think he would do better in a side where he has um, other alphas around him and he could be complimentary to them. I think he's a nice luxury player to have. If you want to have him at Man City, take him off the bench. If you could afford it, you have heaps of money, fine. I think that's, I, I think that's, that, that's a, a tantalizing prospect to see him under Pep Guardiola and to play with a bunch of other you know, super talented players. But I don't know that he's... And, and, and I'm doing this on the... I'm, I'm coming to this conclusion on the basis of you know, a significant number of seasons now of, of evidence. The sample size mm-hmm. is quite large here. I don't think he's got quite what is required to be uh, a, a, a blue chip player at the Franchise helm of, 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 well, yeah, if you want to, if you want to call it that, sure, that, that, that works. It's an American term, but it, it's pretty applicable here. I think he's not necessarily a guy who's going to lead on his own, a top side in Europe to glory. And we've seen that, uh, we've seen that over, you know, a number of seasons now that he he just doesn't quite, he doesn't quite Actual always losses. do it on his own. He's had moments though. The problem is he's had moments and those kind of keep us dreaming, right? We look at yeah, Tottenham, he's a, he's Barcelona. a highlight. He's a YouTube highlight type of guy, huh? Well, it's not just that. It's not just that. Like there are moments where he, where he's come up big and he scored a lot of goals over, you know, over a number of seasons. There was that, remember in 2018, was it? Um, there was that, that late, Surge against Lazio, I think. With Zaddy. He was, but I also liked him under Ronaldo for that period of time. Right after we came back to play from COVID almost two years ago in like June uh, of 2020, like the last stretch of that season, he and Ronaldo just seemed to click. And, but, but again, Ronaldo was the guy, he was a clear catalyst that he was complimentary. We don't have that now. That's fine. Two two players in Morata and Dybala who both don't want to be a man. They, they both want to be off the man. They both don't have the leadership to be the guy. And not because they're doing it as a sacrifice like Benzema did when Ronaldo was there. So he'll, he'll adjust his game to Ronaldo. I mean, Benzema's on 10 million, by the way. So Dybala wants the same as that. I mean, where are you? Where are you? One guy is scoring a hat-trick against PSG. Where are you? The best Thank ability you. is availability. At the end of the day, listen, you know, you could be really talented, but if I'm only seeing about 18 games of you a season, that for me is is a waste of my money. I have to think as a corporation at this point. I need somebody that I can rely on to build momentum because that impacts the rest of the side. If I've built my side to be Vahovic as a trident with Dybala behind him, and then I keep removing Dybala like Brozovic or, or when you take away Kessier for Milan, it hurts the rest of the team. So I need somebody that I feel will be there. And when he is there, is pumped up for the game. He's not somebody who, if, if Allegri doesn't play him or substitutes him off, throws his, his, I don't know, he just starts to be upset. His attitude is not great. I don't also think his attitude off the pitch is fitting of a guy that's wearing the captain's armband. He seems constantly annoyed when he doesn't get his way. 
And so, and at the end of the day, I don't think he wants to leave Juventus because this is what worries me. He doesn't have the ambition to prove himself. Thank you. Thank you. I'm amazing. That's my point. He's comfortable. He's doing the TikToks with his, with his girlfriend. He's doing, and if I'm in charge of U of A, I tell him you either change that haircut back or you're out. Uh, I think that's the, I don't know. I don't know, man. He's that, 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 that youthful hair has kind of become the brand, you know, it's, 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 29 this year, guys. He He gets away with it. I think, I think he gets away with it because of how young he looks. That's what it is. Just imagine the injuries that are set to come when he turns 30. Just imagine that. I've been saying it. I've, I've been saying it. It's the handsome player syndrome. He, he looks good. He looks like a soccer player. He acts like it. It's like, it's like Bernadeschi. He's got, he's got the look to go for it, but looks fast, looks like a player, but, you know, not a good player. So look, I just, I just want to end on a side note when, when people are very sad. Look, it's horrible that we lost to Villarreal. I thought that, honestly, I felt like where Chiesa was rescuing us and trying to push against Porto in what was the most chaotic game that I've ever watched in my life. I could see things here that make me think, okay, it's baby steps. But I do feel like at least knowing how to suffer that we have managed recently in the last, you know, in the last few games, it's not dull to watch. But I do think that if we just buy certain pieces, if we do have a good management on board that have so far done well, again, we don't know next year what they're going to do, right? But so far have done well. For a team that is 200 million in arrears possibly and has a lot of financial issues to deal with, I think to myself, like, I don't want to expect the world. You know, we are facing teams that, you know, people keep saying to me, yeah, look at La Liga. It's not like they make that much money. Yes, they do. Atletico Madrid's coach is over 23 million a season and everyone's crying about Allegri's 9 million. I mean, it pales in comparison, let's be honest, you know, but things are baby steps. Ancelotti got a lot of flack for how he was playing Real Madrid, but they're at the top and they beat PSG. It is about just buying the right players in midfield. It really is one or two maximum. I don't even think this team needs that much. But I don't think that it's everything to cry about. I think that we have lowered the age. It's going to be inconsistent with youngsters up front. And I think slowly we will get back to being that. It's unfortunate they managed to to pull off Allegri's tactics and do it better. But I don't want to be like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. We demand more. No. Look at the bench. Look what's available. Look at how many absences we've had this season. Look at how many mistakes we made over the years. It takes more than one transfer market to fix everything. It takes more time to fix everything. Klopp didn't win everything in his first season. He came eighth. So please just don't think that Sari, Pirlo, all of this didn't have effect and we can just go back to everything. Win the Scudetto, challenge for semifinals of the Champions League, perform like amazing attacking football. This team's not yet built for that, but I have hope that it can be. And when it is built for that and we're still playing this level of football, then you know what? Allegria. And you know, I've, thank you. I, thank you, man. I know you're going to want to end on that, but I have to, I mean, you're making a really good point about Liverpool, Mina, which is, and, and I want to preach this to anyone that's fucking listening and it's freaking out, which is, it, it will take time. It will take time because I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you, but if you, but if you look back at Liverpool's side in like 2015, 16, right after Klopp took over, they didn't have a lot of the players that they went on to have success with. They had Joe Allen in the midfield. They had, they had Lucas Leva still playing for them. God bless him. Jordan Henderson was their captain. He was a good player. He had, he served his purpose, but he wasn't a line breaker. Sorry. The goalkeeper who was awful. Mignolet, I think. That's right. 
Dayan Lovren was yeah. Dayan Lovren was at the back. Uh, no, uh, you're, 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 you're thinking about you're thinking about Carius, Mina. He came after, Carius, but, but he came after. But they had Divock Origi, who was leading the line for them. They had Daniel Sturridge, who went on to not do very much since then. Uh, Christian Benteke, who got shipped off. It was when they brought in. You know, it was when they brought in Mosala, when they brought right, in Marnie, right. when they brought all in Fabinho. Right, we get it. You know a lot of Liverpool players. No, but it's <laughs> yeah. Well, is that a capital sin as a Juventino? It might be. I don't know. But 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 the fact <laughs> of the matter is, you need to be aware of this shit before you before you come at a coach. You, you need to be aware of who he has at his disposal. And I think we're gonna look back on this team in five years and say, shit, that wasn't a very good fucking side that we had. Yeah. And right. but but again, the players are available. You know, you want to talk about us not playing modern football and us not you know using fullbacks the way that attacking sides do if that's the fucking capital sin here that we don't play attacking football they exist they're available in Syria. we just haven't been recruiting them Manuel Lazzari exists you know and I'm not going to start naming players who I think we should go transfer target here but the point is they're available and the recruitment hasn't been good for the past couple years now we haven't been buying within our own league we haven't been buying the best players on the cheap we bought to give chesney a new contract for i don't know how much money i want to kill them for that i want to well look we've bought some of the best talent for a lot of money we bought vlaovic which was great kieza was i mean it feels like a good deal in retrospect 40 million his value is shot up now but that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't an insignificant deal we're only going for guys who have a lot of um, pizzazz or that out of a, or that have a lot of, I should say, pizzazz isn't an issue. It, it, we, we're going Sam, for guys that have Sam, a lot of Sam, eyeballs Sam. on them. We need, we, listen, Farhad, Farhad, it's important that the recruitment team goes yeah. out and finds guys who are perhaps a little bit off the radar and not only necessarily look at the likes of Gianluca Scamacca after he's, you know, started to really blossom. Maybe get a guy just before that happens. And then all of a sudden, I mean, this is what Marotta used to do, but all of a sudden you've got a side filled with talented players who nobody saw coming and you could sell them off, but then you just repeat the same process. And we're doing it at a larger scale to what, to what Atalanta does, which is to say they kind of really go on the cheap. They, they really buy players on the cheap and their, 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 their entire business model or their entire football, you know, the, their entire model is, 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 I mean, it's required that they sell right, off players. Sam, Sam, we need to wrap up, buddy. Okay. I'm sorry, bro. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I really am no, sorry. We added Chiesa last year. We added Locatelli this year. Next year, we'll bring in another young Italian, hopefully. And slowly, there is what we will create is what Madrid created in 2009. They bought so much. Then they kept being knocked out by Leon in, in the last 16 round. Do you remember that? And Ronaldo couldn't do anything. And then you know what? They became Real Madrid that won three times in a row. It takes Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're the voice of reason. That's why we had you on. Mina. You're the best. Thank you so much, Sam. I really do apologize, buddy. This we're, we're going over like two hours now. Be we're mad, we're, be angry at the state of things and yes. be angry at the result, but don't be rash. Don't be rash. I'll take the blame of being that guy uh, <laughs> that Mina, Mina referenced several times. I'll be that guy, uh, but I'm, I'm just very upset. Um, but, but thank you guys for jumping on, making more sense because uh, I'm in no state to talk right now. So, Mina, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, guys. Hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully we'll talk to you soon on a happier note. Sam, you're the best, buddy. You know I love you. All right. Much love. Mina, cheers. <laughs> cheers, Signorina. Thank you. Cheers, All right. Uh, love Rav. you guys. Hope, hopefully, this made, hopefully this made you guys' uh, this made you guys day a little better, talking to the listeners, because... We we need we needed we needed we needed this. Thanks guys. Love you all. Take care. Bye guys. Ciao. Bye guys. Ciao.
Maybe we should only be friends right up through the summer It was going pretty well, but shorty lately it's a bummer You can't seem to keep my pace And these wrinkles on my face are getting harder to ignore And maybe we should go explore another world Another boy, another girl, another realm of possibilities Discover hidden pearls or whatever I should have written this inside a letter Getting high always seems to make my bad decisions better The cheddar is what I'm chasing, you're lacking the motivation